0: You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Good morning, welcome to the show, Monday the eighteenth of September. It has gone decidedly autumnal. It's cooler, darker, and a little drizzly here in TW11 today. Lots to reflect upon over the weekend, chiefly an extraordinarily atmospheric bet St Ledger which brought together the King the Queen Frankie de Tory and more classic success Fray O'Brien what next for the Royal Horse Desert Hero will he head to the Melbourne Cup William Haggis long to answer the questions in a few moments time and could continuous be a significant player in some of the autumn's major international prizes. We head to Bro Park at least that's where Frankie de Tory Holly Doyle et al. Headed yesterday for the big day in Swedish racing, mixed reviews for the tour you'll be hearing from Annika Hansen, for whom he rode one winner and one not such good ride a little bit later. And why are the connections of Winks auctioning her only Philly foal? Winx's part owner Debbie Capitas is on the show later. But first of all this morning, breaking news involving the prominent racehorse owner John Dance, whose business interests have been the subject of a Financial Conduct Authority investigation since April. I've just received this statement from the BHA on request, and they provided me with the following. Since May, the BHA has permitted runners through Mr. Dance's business in the name of Coverdale Stud and Titanium Racing Club in accordance with the terms of the High Court's freezing order. However, further concerns have since come to light, and as a result, the BHA has taken interim action to stop all such runners. That is a short statement from the BHA. My understanding is that this is not specifically as a result of any development in the ongoing arc of the FCA's investigation, but rather is a further and separate issue involving the BHA and Mr. Dance's associated ownership interests, most specifically involving the Titanium Racing Club. David Yates is with me now. No runners for Coverdale Racing, no runners for Titanium. There will be a significant human cost of this, David.
1: Um, it was back in April, wasn't it, that the, the FCA uh, first broke news of uh, the fact that uh, wealth tech, also trading as Vertem Asset Management and Malik Melville, uh, had been ordered to cease trading uh, amid evidence of uh, financial irregularities. Of course, we had that uh, drama when Brave Man's Game uh, was withdrawn from uh, running at Aintree, did run of, of course at punch Town. as you said that the 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 horses were allowed to run in the names of the the coverdale stud and titanium racing from may onwards uh there was also the story of course of the um the 81 million pound uh black hole in in client funds in the summer uh, back in april it was uh, reported that a 49 year old man had been arrested uh but no charges have been brought so this story has been going on for uh, five months now. Of course, John Dance, a, a, a huge figure in uh, flat racing and both jumps racing as an owner and as a sponsor, sponsor uh, until recently of the Vert and Futurity uh, at Doncaster in October, owner of course of uh, multiple Group 1 winner Lawrence, and of course Brave Man's Game, part owner of, of Brave Man's Game. So this is obviously a, um, a significant development and it's a, a worrying time. James Horton has made a, a a splendid start to his training career after his time at Sir Michael Stout. Uh, and obviously he is just one person who's going to be seriously affected by this his staff and and everyone else of course who is um who has been employed uh, by John Dance Coverdale starred Titanium Racing. So it's a, it's a worrying development, but I think probably one that isn't entirely unexpected.
0: Yeah, my understanding is that James Horton, should he so wish, would be able to train from his existing training base for people who were not Coverdale Stud or Titanium Racing. But uh, all the runners he's had have been for uh, Coverdale Stud, uh, the business that that is now being set up for horses that were formerly under the ownership of john and jess dance so it's clearly a a big blow to that team who've had to endure this uncertainty and stop start nature to the season it does slightly beg the question dave um have the bha merely been delaying the inevitable and really heightening uncertainty for an awful lot of an awful lot of people in this interim period
1: Yeah that's a difficult one to answer I think uh, you know that that, um, the process has been a slow one Um, as I said it's been going on for five months now Uh, the uh, James Horton's team and as as you mentioned and everyone uh, who has relied on uh, John Dance's companies for employment has had five months of worry The the flip side of any criticism aimed at the BHA, I suppose, is to say that uh, they must employ and follow due process that things such as this mustn't be conducted with unseemly haste. Um, and so I can't tell you whether they've got the balance right, Nick, because I- I'm not privy to the details of the case, but I'm just merely uh, mm-hmm. stating that as a as uh, about as a balanced opinion as I can offer, I think.
0: OK, you were at Doncaster on Saturday, Dave, for the Betfred St. Ledger i was sitting at home watching on tv thinking god i wish i was there it, it looked a wonderful atmosphere
1: yeah I, I was delighted to be there um can i just say that uh my my position on the monarchy is a, is a relatively neutral one um i've never weighed a placard that says not my king in a public space neither have i done the same with a a, a plastic union flag uh on the Mall in london um my mother did take me and my brothers down to the old bedford railway station in jubilee year silver jubilee year 1977 uh, to see the queen but i was 8 years old at the time and i didn't have a a strong constitutional view um however to to Doncaster on saturday and it was a a really positive occasion to witness um it was a, a relatively late decision, I, I believe, talking to the uh, the Buckingham Palace press officer. Well, if you think that racing managers don't give anything away, uh, talk to them because they will confirm nor deny uh, any question uh, that you put to them. I, I believe it was a relatively uh, late decision to come. Um, the king and queen walked into the paddock. Uh, to very warm applause there was a rendition of the national anthem i think from memory unfortunately going up at the, uh, the uh, going up the octave at the end which i think is vulgar uh, but it was it was warmly and supportively sung <laughs> by a 22000 strong crowd uh, on town hall can,
0: can you sorry uh, can you demonstrate
1: well just cuz you it's it's a it's a it's <laughs> It's it's may may God save the king, isn't it? It's it's not it's not a big rabble rousing. So you so it should go. God save our king, and it, then it the, it's always on, oh, God God save our king, as if it's some sort of you know rabble rousing thing, which I don't like. But you've you've drawn what, me in. What
0: about okay? Can, what about for our American listeners? Uh, I have this thing uh, in. Uh, I, I I quite enjoy the uh the the renditions of of the star spangled banner when they don't go crazy on the notes at the end and they just sing it straight
1: yeah and they don't do a mariah carey of sort of loads of loads of grace notes and ornamentations all over the place so, so when they
0: so so is it the the when they yeah. don't go yeah just just sing the of the pre, the home of the pre, yeah i
1: thought that's what
0: i'd prefer
1: I, well, the, the whole, the, the whole, you know, you, 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 have a um, a, a musical interest as I do, and the um, the problem with this, and I, listeners, I'm sorry that we're straying from the horse racing here, but the 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 inference to be drawn from someone who beggars around with the notes by. Uh, ornamentation or going up the octave instead of down the octave is that they know more than the composer who wrote the damn thing in the first place. And they don't. They're merely a conduit uh, for that music to carry it from the composer's pen to the listener's ears. They don't don't have to change it on the way.
0: Okay. Here's William Haggis.
1: Fabulous day.
2: Really was. was. It was a huge crowd, very enthusiastic I don't think anyone really believed the king and the queen would come so the fact that they did was terrific a bonus
0: I I mean the visibility was was pretty amazing as well it's not as though they scurried off to a box and stayed there all afternoon
2: that's absolutely right but they weren't there for very long but uh, it was it was great that they came fantastic
0: much talk before the succession was that the king's interest in horse racing was not massively significant. now to the to the naked eye he seems to be he seems to be quite enjoying the game.
2: It, it appears that way, and that's fantastic because he's very he's very keen, but obviously it's been his mother's baby for. Uh, as long as we've been alive and uh, obviously didn't get involved until sadly she left us but he's been full on since and uh, I think he's enjoying it hope he is anyway
0: and and does he sort of ask you questions that make you think well yeah he's actually he's actually quite into it
2: not really I mean we we, there was a bit of nervous tension on Saturday as you can imagine excitement but a a little bit of bit of nerves um, and so, you know, we've we've spoken about the horse, and everyone knew the situation. We we're just all hope for the best. Um,
0: what did you make of his run? I, I, I thought, sort of, about three furlongs out, always oh, coming again. Having thought he was beaten, and then he was beaten, then he came again. Do you think it was a fair reflection of his ability?
2: I thought he ran a very good race. I mean, if you take a, a, a form line through chess piece. He's improved. I think it was his best run. I think the handicapper will put him up from 110. Um, I think Tom felt that if they'd gone stride faster, we all thought there'd be plenty of pace. Uh, and actually, they didn't go very fast. I think it was pretty steady early on, uh, which, you know, probably should have played to his strengths as he was a, a horse who could win a, a group race over a mile and a half. But... Tom said he didn't overdo it, but he was always wanting them to go half a stride
0: faster.
2: Um, so uh, I, I think he stuck on really well for me. I thought he was very good. Um,
0: you were sort of humming and harring after the race about whether the, the Melbourne idea was a was a good one. Have you have you had any time to, to have a think about it?
2: Well, we want to leave all options open, so the horse will go through his veterinary tests I think we start tonight and then we have a couple of days uh, MRIs uh, tomorrow and Wednesday so we'll get those completed that doesn't mean for sure he's going but the weights come out tomorrow and uh, then we can collate all the information I mean who knows you never know but the veterinary protocols might rule him out anyway so uh, (coughs) uh, we'll see what happens
0: William Haggis there, I I should have asked him for his views on whether you go up or down at the end of the National Anthem, but he clearly had a very good day. And the significant news point there is all options on the table as regards the Melbourne Cup. Clearly, David Yates, everyone connected with this horse understands just what the the global significance of that would be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I think where we are at the moment with the Melbourne Cup is... Uh, with the, the the veterinary tests that begin imminently if you decide not to undergo those obviously you're you're out and in t- if we were sort of playing playing poker they're they're staying in for another hand aren't they just at the moment without without committing uh fully to running in the Melbourne Cup What's that November the 7th this year so uh, as William Hager said and as we reported in in today's papers. The options are open. It's not merely right full steam ahead to uh, to the Melbourne Cup. It's just merely right as things stand. We're still in, and and I don't think that their position, certainly publicly, is any stronger than that. But I would like just to revisit uh, Saturday. I, I thought that it was a a really warming occasion. Um, that as as William Hagger said, um, their presence was. Uh, very visible it was very relaxed i felt that the security around them was evidently very relaxed and it and it wasn't very visible at all uh there was a point where uh the king and queen went over to the the paddock rail you'll if you're familiar with Doncaster, you'll know that the the crowd congregates on that long stretch of the oval that's between the paddock and the grandstand um they went and talked i i, I saw uh the king talking to a um Quite a large man who was uh, holding a pint of lager in his hand, and what was wonderful about all this, and and it's something that has always uh, fascinated me, is the fact that the there are so many different uh, strata in society, and that we're all uh, beguiled by the thoroughbred, and perhaps the 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 king is not beguiled by the thoroughbred, but certainly has an interest in the thoroughbred. The the Queen, I think, uh, has a has a, a stronger and more historical interest in horse racing. But we're all there to see the horses, and I think that uh, people really appreciated the fact that they gave enough of a stuff about Desert Hero about horse racing uh, to to rejig their plans and come to Dongster on Saturday. I don't think they stayed for the last the 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 Hippo Pro Three Sealant Handicap. But it was really good to see them there. Um, it was as 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 those of us who uh, for for those of us who work in horse racing, it was a I, I thought it was a, um, a a really positive and important thing. As I say that that they held it as a su- sufficiently important event in their lives uh, that uh, that they decided to attend. And Desert Hero didn't let them down. He didn't win, but he ran a a thoroughly creditable and honourable third place and I hope that we'll see have more days with him and more days with them in the the weeks months and years that follow
0: all right what about continuous briefly Dave where would you run him and how good is he
1: right I I think that he's I think he's very good um I, I think that the race uh, the, the the ledger was not a particularly strong one um relative to uh the yeah. good one not sure i
0: agree but okay. I, I i've honestly believed that the first five horses are good horses and given the fact they didn't go much pace early that the time wasn't a bad one and yeah i anyway well whatever we'll see
1: but i i think it's a pretty good race that's just a view i haven't built my ha- i haven't built my house on it Me neither. Um, but uh, that that was my that was my instinct um but continuous was non-stop he was uh he's a really strong galloping and very likable horse um with regard to his future it looks as though um speaking to aiden o'brien yesterday you know he did the usual um stuff that the you you spoke to him as well i know that he's the, the horse has come out of the um of the race well uh aiden referred to the fact that he thought it was a a pretty grueling race on saturday um that they would make a decision with regard to the arc um, just before they have to make a decision, which I think is a week Wednesday, um, and that the horse would have a, a quite few days now, which is what one would expect. From uh, the, There was one news line uh, from my conversation uh, with Aidan O'Brien yesterday, and that was that Save the Last Dance for many people, a long-term fancy for the art. given her strong galloping nature in soft ground, uh, that she will not go. Uh, she won't run again this season. And uh, the trainer, when I asked, will we see her next year? He said, uh, I don't know at the moment. So if you have backed uh, Save the Last Dance for uh, Longchamp on October the 1st, I'm afraid that you've done your money, but we will see about Continuous.
0: And just another note, Aidan O'Brien, on my show yesterday confirming City of Troy would run in the Dewhurst. Henry Longfellow likely done for the season and that City of Troy plans to go to the Juvenile Dirt at the Breeders' Cup had been shelved. He said we just want to wrap him up and keep him safe. or words to that effect. Right, Frankie de Torres farewell tour, second in the St. Ledger on a rest at Doncaster. Then he went to Bro Park in Stockholm, Sweden, yesterday, and he did have a winner. He had a winner for trainer Annika by Hansen. Uh, I spoke to her earlier and asked her how she uh, how she, uh, and Bro Park itself responded to the attendance of, uh, of Frankie de Tory on his farewell tour.
3: Uh, he rode a horrible race on, in Stockholm Cup for me. Came in and said straight away, uh, I rode a ho- terrible race. Uh, so I, I wasn't very happy about that. And, but then he bounced back in on the Landred Stead Stakes the listed race on my Philly. so uh yeah so that was a bit it was uh a lot of people there um and uh it was a big crowd and uh, and uh, of course uh, Frankie got a lot of
0: attention okay so you you'd you'd been keen to get him on the horses from some way out had you Annika just tell me how, how he ended up on on the horses for you
3: and i just they called me and because he wanted to come to stockholm for some reason i wouldn't know why uh but uh, and then he they called and asked if uh if uh, we wanted him to ride uh, our two horses
0: okay so he rode a horse called hard one to please for you in the stockholm cup now hard one to please is one of the best horses in sweden right
3: in norway yes or in scandinavia
0: yeah actually yeah, um, and and what did he do wrong on hard one to please? Uh,
3: he should have covered him up. He was too keen. He was chasing out outbox, uh, and he never got him settled.
0: Okay, so but he he came in and held his hands up.
3: He do, yeah he said I'm sorry. Uh, this I shouldn't I should have covered him up. I rode a terrible race.
0: Okay, so. <laughs> So then he he went out to change, and he rode he wrote Takeka, who who was a bigger price. He was an eight. He, he, he she was an eight to one shot, I should say. Um, yeah. Now, did tell me tell me about the ride he gave her?
3: She was left from the boxes, so she was last going down the back, and I just said to him, "Don't use too much on the backside." She's got a good speed, and that was exactly what they did. So yeah that was just brilliant. Hmm. She, quite, she won going away, actually, so that was uh, that was very nice.
0: So, all's well that ends well, sort of. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah I, I'm a bit gutted about the Stockholm Cup because my um, horse actually had a very good chance to win that he won that race last year. Okay. So, um, yeah, but uh, that's life, and that's racing.
0: All right, that was uh, Annika Hansen. How many more rides do you think he's going to have for a day?
1: Yeah, well <laughs> it, it's probably not a bad job that uh, he's going to retire at the end of this season. I don't think he can rely on that many. Yes, that was certainly uh, a checkered review of uh, Detour's afternoon from the trainer. Um just I, I haven't seen the Stockholm Cup, but I'm just looking at the uh, close-ups. It looks as though uh his, uh, his mount in that race uh, didn't get an awful lot of cover. Um hard one to please. Uh, I I'm I uh, say the name of the horse uh, without further comments. Um but yeah good to see that he that he got the uh, the the group uh, the, sorry the listed win uh, aboard Takeko in any case. But um yeah certainly a, 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 I think that was a a frank and unvarnished uh, review of De Torres afternoon. Um Annika Hansen trains in Norway. Am am I am I correct in thinking that? Yeah. Just, just one point. She did say um, that that he was encouraged to visit Stockholm for whatever reason um, mm. instead of Listol this week. Probably, um, I should say that there are lots of reasons to visit uh, Stockholm. Notably the Vasa Museum, where you can see a a Swedish warship that sank in 1628, and incredibly, uh, it is preserved as if it were built yesterday. So uh, there are many reasons to visit Stockholm, uh, of which I would have the, the Vasa Museum at the top of my list.
0: Well, the great highlight of yesterday's card at Doncaster was the Vickers.Bet Ledger Legends classified stakes, which draws together lots of well known riders from the past to have perhaps one last hurrah in the saddle. You didn't have to go too far back to find the winner of the race. He only retired a few months ago. Tom Scudamore rode uh, Ben Brookhouse's I Still Have Faith to a Resounding Victory. They were strung out all across town more, the likes of Jamie Osborne, Gay Kelleway competing in the race as well but it wasn't to everybody's satisfaction uh, Value Racing Club had a, a runner in the race, uh, Mr. Cudahy uh, and Mr. Cudahy, um was ridden by Jason Edmonds now Value Racing Club's James Caldwell is with me now, uh, James um, it's left a little bit of a sour taste in the mouth for you, just tell us why
4: Hi Nick, yeah thanks for having me on, um, just a little bit Nick, I, I know the, the race was um, kind of a, a legends, legends race and Um, each jockey could donate to charity which is all great Um, but the race was still classified as an actual proper race um, with the BHA rules and the BHA rules for the race and it clearly says on the BHA website and I've got that in front of me and I can read read it out now for you Um, it says Riders will be drawn from the following lists of um, jockeys at Doncaster Racecourse on Friday, September the 15th, and I think the key word there is drawn, so it should have been a random draw of who would ride each horse, but if you look at the result Nick and the people I've spoken to, it's fairly obvious the draw never took place, um, and most people knew who was riding what horse at the start of the week, so just, just for an example, Jamie Osborne riding Jamie Osborne's horse. Okay, he might just think that's a, a bit of a random thing. Um, but we can go on uh, furthermore. Gay Kelleray drawn to ride her horse. Tom Scudamore, who, who won the race of the Brookhouses. He's got the. Um, Brookhouse connection with riding them uh, On the National Hunt And Cheltenham Festival winners And he's actually said in the racing post That they told me he was a good thing all week uh, So he <laughs> he clearly knew He was riding that horse I, I know for a fact um, The connections of Lion's Dream Knew they had Robbie Power I think on Tuesday or Wednesday Paul Hannigan riding a horse That he's ridden numerous times Before and won on and then will kennedy for ian williams and there's actually pictures of him uh <laughs> riding divas boy on um, on social media earlier in the week so it it's supposed to be a random join it that draw clearly hasn't taken place it's been no means um sour grapes from us because it didn't matter who would ride our horse um he, he didn't handle the ground and didn't go a yard on it so that, that's all irrelevant but it is a bha race where bha rules Need to be a, a, a deer too, even though it's classic kind of a, a, a charity where jockeys can. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's not. Race. It's not like other charity races, which is just not under rules, and you can do what you like, really. It, it's got betting. It's it's a you know full betting race, full part of the the the, the rules race program, and the jockeys especially licensed for the for the race. So it's um, yeah, it, it should be treated like any other race from a regulatory point of view.
4: Absolutely, it should, and, and the rules of the race. The BHA website that like a draw will take place at Doncaster Racecourse on Friday to allocate jockeys to each horse.
0: Okay, so you, you, so you so you think just to get it straight, James, if you if you'd been in the picture from the beginning, you'd have actually gone out scouting for your own jockey and made a bit of a thing of it and had a bit of fun with it and kind of got involved. So what they need to do, presumably, if they want to do it like this, is to enfranchise all the people who want to have entries to kind of get their own rider, if you like.
4: Yeah, I mean, why, why don't they do it like? Um, um, the you know it was a big race. Why didn't they do it live on Sky or something like that? As, as they do for plenty of plenty of other horses, uh, uh, of racers. Um, if I knew, uh, I was probably a little bit backwards on it. Nick and more for, for me for believing it was a random draw. But uh, if we knew um, the, the actual process of it and this might not be the first year of it I, I don't know because we've not been involved in it before this might be the norm but it's the first year we've been involved with it so a bit of a learning curve certainly um, if i knew how it all worked um, it is fair to say jason Edmonds wouldn't have been on our horse
0: james caldwell there from the value racing club now this is not a headline story but it's an interesting little story because it is a rules race dave it's not just a bit of fun there's proper betting it's a proper race run under all. now do one little coda to this is that trainers have to ride their own horse so if a trainer's riding in the race like jamie osborne or gay kelloway the rules are they have to ride because um there has to be some intervention from an integrity point of view um beyond that the bha are investigating this issue for me i have gone back to them and in fairness they were straight onto it and said right we need to get hold of arc and um, we will come back and, and figure it out. I can I can see why James is a bit peed off with the situation, though, because it does make it look as though you get a rider allocated. If you look at the race conditions, it does make it look as if you get a rider allocated to you at random from a group of so-called
1: legends. I completely agree. That the the starting point with all these races run under rules and subject to the 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 rules of betting is that there has to be transparency, and we can't have a coconut shy here. Like I've been in this game long enough, where we've um, a a a, a jockey has retired um, and has sort of miraculously made all to sign off. Uh, on the perfect note, and lots of people are shrugging their shoulders and thinking, mm, "Don't know about that," and wish I hadn't had a bet in that race. So it, this has to be, you know, th- let's let's be clear about this. I I, I wouldn't dream. Um, of 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 challenging James Caldwell's view that yes, this is a charity race, but let's get the basics right, and and I completely agree with that. Um, I was unaware that uh, trainers had to ride their own horses, um, but you know the 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 bottom line with this is that um, whatever uh, good causes. Um, profit from from ventures such as this and this is a very laudable um uh venture that's been going for many years now the 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 beneficiaries um from uh this contest the legends race the the national horse racing college and and uh jackberry house uh the injured jockeys funds rehabilitation center um have um have benefited enormously from it but it has to be run according to the rules Justice must not only be done, but must be manifestly and undoubtedly be seen to be done. And so, you know, without being pompous about it, we have to get uh, we have to get the the ground rules and the basics right. Um, I didn't know that trainers had to ride their own horses in the legends race. Uh, but th- this we can all we can all learn and benefit from this can't we nick the the thing to do with this surely is as as james suggested on a friday uh in front of sky sports racing possibly in front of the itv cameras uh, as a a, a recording show the the draw you can have the trainers say right okay well gay kellaway rides her horse and uh jamie osborne rides his so so we know the jockeys on those particular horses but this is the draw for the rest of them you i can think make i it. think
0: i think that's right i mean i think I, the thing is you can you can play fast and loose with this sort of stuff if it's if, it, if it's a charity race that's unregulated but if it's regulated and it's run under rules then you've got to do it properly.
1: Absolutely right. But but this is a good opportunity whereby the rules are adhered to. Uh, the the uh, The draw ceremony is broadcast on, as I say, a couple of TV stations. Uh, the event itself is publicised. The charities that it benefits are publicised and everyone is a winner. I, I think that James has raised a really good point. The fundamentals must be adhered to. And there is a way forward from this, a way that we can learn and a way that benefits all all parties. Let's make sure that this happens next year.
0: Well, you'll never mind us taking you to Australia, and you will certainly never mind us talking to you about Winx, one of the most storied thoroughbreds in the modern era. Uh, one of the most prolific winners, and one that captured the hearts, not only of those within Australia, but um, far beyond. Uh, Debbie Capitis uh, ha- has been one of the, the, the owners of, of Winx, and Joins me now to talk about her first foal, who's going to be to our surprise offered for public auction at English Sales, and a lovely filly she is as well. Um, Debbie, thanks so much for talking to me. Just just explain the decision to to, to sell your filly. Uh,
5: look, it wasn't an easy decision. Um, it was uh, the three ownership groups. We've all been together the whole time, and and you know, like we love and care for Winks, and she will always be loved and cared for by us. Um, but we just, after deliberating quite a lot, we, we thought, oh, look, should we open this beautiful filly up to, to someone else to, to go on this, on, on hopefully a wonderful ride with her at the races or if not in the breeding barn.
0: So tell me a little bit about the, the filly, how she herself is bred and what her, her physical characteristics are.
5: She's uh, by bipiero. She, um, of course, Australia turns one on the 1st of August, but she's actually an October foal, so she doesn't actually turn one until the 7th of October, so slightly old, slightly later foal. Um, she's beautiful, uh bay, no white markings, um, got a cute little mane that has a little bit of uh, tinged colouring on the end that, uh, you know, like a slight, not blonde, but a, a sort of golden colour. Um, but she's very similar to a mum. She's got a good backside on her, lovely easy walk, a nice shape, good girth. Um, she's beautiful. She's friendly. Uh, she's a bit sassy in the paddock. Um, that sort of rounds are all, all out. Um, she's grown a lot. She's developed a lot. Um, She was a lovely foal when she was born and of course at stages through her weanling she went through a few gawky points but she just seems to be getting better and better.
0: And tell me a little bit about Winx now and the the future of her breeding career.
5: Look Winx is a very happy horse. Um, I saw her last week and she's blossoming um last year she having had um this young the piero foal later in the season um we tried we, we sent her to schnitzel her next partner schnitzel and we sent her off to schnitzel but it just what the timing wasn't right so um you know, we decided rather than having a really late foal, we'd give her the rest of that season off and bring her back this year and start her early. So she's going to Schnitzel um, when it works. We're, we're not trying to do anything um, boosting her time. We want her to naturally go. Um, so she's just being a normal broodmare in a paddock still still lording the paddock um she might have I think she's got three or four mates in there with her and there's two or three that she gets on with well and one she's not real keen on so she bosses them all around
0: so obviously the risk debbie is that you don't get another filly out of her and you you can't carry on the line yourselves I mean, this must have this must have tugged at not just the heartstrings but I mean tugged at just every every bit of you really and all the different partners just I mean, it must be an unbelievably difficult process to work your way through.
5: Look, absolutely, absolutely, um, and it's it 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 is. It's you know, like we're we're hoping against hope that we get another filly. But if we don't, um, yes, we've we've can produce from Winks and and no other. But look, it it was just. The conversation, as it went around the ownership group, we were leading more and more towards this this way. And you've got to come to a, a, an overall and a and a majority decision, or actually, it was unanimous in the end, unanimous decision. And and that's the way we went.
0: And and do you what's what's the the racing um, situation at the moment with with all you guys? Are you are you still heavily involved on the track?
5: Yeah, um, I I've. Um, I race with my children and my, my siblings. So we've got a couple of different syndication areas and we've got a, a bunch of horses in work and we have a, a, a bunch of a brood mares. So we do breeding racing um, in, a diff, in a couple of different areas. Um, Peter, he is still the magic bloodstock part of it. He is heavily involved um, buying yearlings and selling, uh, you know, selling them when they're finished on the racetrack. Um, and the other partnership is the Treweeks and that was Richard Treweek who sadly passed away and his children have, um, were given the, the progeny when, when he passed and they've taken on breeding with two of the mares he's had. So with Winx and Nudge, they've taken to, to following his legacy doing that.
0: Fantastic. So everybody's still involved in the game. A- amazing journey you've been through. Debbie, uh, really good to talk to you again. Thanks so much for, for coming on and, and all the best. I, I hope she makes what she absolutely deserves to.
5: Oh, look, I hope so too. She's uh, absolutely beautiful. It's heart-wrenching. Um, but what a voyage someone's going to go on.
0: All right. Thank you to Debbie. Uh, David Yates is still with me and has a tip for you.
1: We're going to Brighton for the 3.40 race. The The weather on the south coast, I suspect today, is not going to be uh, particularly pleasant. But it is Cloudy Rose, number six in the 3.40. Um, John Berry, of course, had a, a Brighton... Course specialist in Roy Rocket, uh, much loved and, and much missed. He might just have another one in Cloudy Rose, twice a winner here already, including on soft ground, and I think it is going to soften today. Didn't get the breaks when suffering a first course defeat uh, there last time, but I th- hope can make it three from four in East Sussex in the 340. 340 at Brighton, section number six, Cloudy Rose.
0: David, thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. That was Monday, September the 18th. We'll be back to do it again tomorrow. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary.